Hello and welcome. My name is the Alpha Female, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, Manny's Bushwhacker Luke here, 2015 Hall of Famer, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is pro wrestling's only modern day Viking gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, fellas, uh, you guys have a great day. And and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. Oh, my God. We've we've had 70-degree weather here. We really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. The following program is brought to you by Turnbuckle Studios, our local establishment, and in association with RealWrestling.net. My name is Carl Carafel, and this is Turnbuckle Talk, episode 309. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining me here today. We have got quite the episode to go over a bunch of different things that I don't think a lot of people are going to be talking about. We just came out of an amazing premium live event that happened with the WWE in the Elimination Chamber. New Japan Pro Wrestling had its own stories as well, and I know that those have been prominent in all of the talks, in all of the podcasts, on all of the websites, and in all of social media. So I'm going to talk about a few different things that might not be given a light that they deserve. First thing that I want to tell you is of a happy note. We all know that Jay Briscoe, unfortunately, was in a crash and had passed away about a month ago. And that his two daughters were in the vehicle with him. Well, we can now sing some praises to say that Gracie, his oldest daughter, has been released from the hospital more than a month after the car crash that ultimately took the life of her father. While Jalea is still going to be hospitalized after this crash, We are definitely wishing her the best and know that things have been going well for her. 
we did see a photo. Ashley had put up a photo of the family back together. Now, it's just a wait and see type of situation. Both of her daughters were in a wheelchair alongside herself and her brother in this photo that she captioned and said, got all my babies back together along with three heart emojis. So it's absolutely fantastic for us to see that progress is being made and that we are getting them back together. And I'm, I'm very happy about that. So that, that makes, that makes my heart happy and warmed up. And I wanted to make sure that everybody knew about that in case they had not seen those social media posts it's a good thing that everybody needs to know. So we do have Gracie that has been released from the hospital. Unfortunately, as it goes within the wrestling business, you've always got some good and then you've got some bad as well. And I'm going to talk about a little bit of bad right now. And we're going to talk about morale within the company of the WWE As the WWE prepares to sell, the morale is waning and is down, not amongst the wrestlers, as you might suspect, but it is with the non-wrestlers with the backstage morale. Mel Ball, thank you so much for coming in. I appreciate you coming in and supporting what I do here with Turnbuckle Talk on our local establishment with the association of realwrestling.net. You know, I love you, girl. And another guy that I love here as well, Chris Parrish coming in. Thank you so much for coming in. I'm sure that you were at work, but I'm very happy that you put this up anyways to help support and even leave a couple of comments. I really do appreciate it. The WWE business continues as usual, as it has. Chris letting us know that, yes, he is at work, as I figured, as I figured. And some would even say that the WWE business is better than it has been for a long while. But there is a feeling of uncertainty that is hanging over some people's heads right now. Because the promotion is being primed for sale. So WWE's future right now is full of just a lot of uncertainties. Because we don't know who's going to buy. We don't know for, you know, how much. Not that it really even matters to us how much it is. But we do know that at some point, in some way, it will be sold. And the environment around backstage right now seems to be a feeling of walking on eggshells, which unfortunately was a term that was used when Vince McMahon was previously in charge of the company. Other factors that kind of go into this uh, walking on eggshells type of situation is that Stephanie McMahon gave her resignation as well, which we all figured would happen at some point because that's what she wanted to do in the first place. So I, I can't, I can't discredit her for any of that because we knew that that was going to be something that happened backstage corporate offices in Stanford, Connecticut. The morale is said to still be there, 
still be a little better than it was when Vince McMahon uh, was was in charge. But it's starting to slowly dip. And that's because people are really concerned about their jobs as it pertains to a sale of the company. So as this sale continues and as we move forward and closer to that eventual sale of the company, people are worried that there are going to be releases that happen to try to show that the company uh, does not necessarily have way too much overhead costs for the new person that's coming in to buy it. And then even after the sale of the company as well, people are concerned that they are going to be losing their jobs because of the sale and because possibly a different direction that the new owner may be taking it. A sale is likely to happen sooner than later. Um, WWE CEO Nick Khan actually revealed uh, that he's expecting the process to be completed in about three months with a potential selling price at $9 billion for the company. And yes, Matt, I'm sure you're going to see this a little bit later. At some point, if you're not watching already, Disney is one of those people that are kind of in the runnings to look at purchasing the WWE. So it's always a sad state of affairs when something like this is happening and the employees are scared. They're afraid. They have a fear which definitely brings down morale. And I am hoping that everything just goes very well and that we can get through and have a good, good sale. Mel, Dr. Evil voice for the money, please. <laughs> um... I could possibly do a little Dr. Evil voice if you, if you wanted to, but, um, I don't know. I don't know. It might cost you. It might cost you noob. Thank you so much for coming in. I really, really appreciate you hopping in here and supporting as usual. And as uh, Mel, as, as Chris Parrish says here, um, how about now? There are lots of people that do not want to see the WWE be sold to Disney. Um, there are some people who, how about no for a $9 billion price as well. Uh, but it is, it is something that could definitely happen. And we all know that eventually it's going to happen. Is it going to be at the $9 billion price? I don't think so. Honestly, I think we might get somewhere around six to seven billion, possibly. But we all know that, you know, every year Vince McMahon was in the billionaires club when it came to money being made. Ah, Parrish. Yes. Another good comment here from Chris Parrish says, Saudi sale. People hate Disney sale. People hate. 
What does love got to do with this? <laughs> I don't think love has anything to do with it. Unless we're talking about a passion for professional wrestling, which maybe Saudi has. Disney, I don't think really has that passion for professional wrestling. I'm a Disney file. I love Disney. Don't get me wrong. Disney is absolutely fantastic. I have I have Disney ears. I've got Disney memorabilia. I've got Disney stuff around my house. But I I don't think that Disney would be a good fit unless they're just going to kind of have it on Disney Plus, which I subscribe to, which then I'll be able to see all the PLEs and 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 you know maybe maybe that'll be a good thing. But we'll have to see. Since September of 2022, the WWE has actually held three PLEs or premium live events outside of the United States. Clash at the Castle was in Cardiff, Wales. Crown Jewel, as we just talked about a little bit there, it was in Saudi Arabia. And most recently, the Elimination Chamber happening in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. And as of right now, All three of those events have been smashing successes. They have blown it out of the park. I do believe I was reading today, and I believe I shared it with some of my uh, people over in the friend zone, that the WWE... I do have it right here, and I'm going to go to it. And this is right from WWE.com. WWE.com says that they break all-time gate merchandise and viewership records at the Elimination Chamber. Coming out of Stamford, Connecticut, WWE announced that the Elimination Chamber in the Bell Center in Montreal became the WWE's highest-grossing and most-viewed Elimination Chamber in the company's history. Viewership saw a 54% increase versus the previous record set in 2022. It also marked the largest gate ever for any WWE event held in Montreal and the largest gate in history of the Elimination Chamber. Broke an all-time event merchandise record and generated the highest grossing priority pass fan experience packages for any non Big five, they say, premium live events through WWE's partnership with On Location. The sponsorship revenue was up nearly 300% as well versus 2022. So this is clearly showing that whether the WWE does only shows within the United States or if they take it outside of the United States, they are still going to be making bank. So now we come to a question of of where else can they go? One of those places that's being kind of talked about right now is Puerto Rico. Absolutely amazing for that. The last PLE that Puerto Rico hosted was the inaugural New Year's Revolution 
unfortunately it was, you know, a whole shit ton of injuries happened during that. And it was not very good, but I digress with that. What says that we cannot have another event to happen in Puerto Rico with the success that all of this has been happening and going on outside of the United States over in Wales, in Saudi Arabia, and now in Canada. I think this is now proven that the WWE can sustain themselves and even make profit by taking the events outside of their regular area. And I've always said that they would. I've always been a very firm believer in that. And my reasoning for that is because before I get to that, my good friend, Ed Fries, thank you so much for coming in here. It says, Hey Carl, hope you have a great show. We'll check back on the VOD to see what I miss. I appreciate that. Uh, Ed, hopefully I'm going to get this correct. Ed and Astrid, hopefully will be doing uh takeover. Uh, we'll be doing NXT talk. We'll be doing a whole show based around NXT coming up on our local establishment at 10, 10 tonight. So make sure that you stick around at 10, 10 to check out that show with Ed and Astrid, two really, really great people in this podcasting world and business. Wheela dot. I am doing very well. Thank you very much. And a big hello to you. Thank you for coming by and supporting us here at uh, Turnbuckle Studios and our local establishment. Thank you. We talk professional wrestling here on this program, Turnbuckle Talk. And that's what we're doing right now. So we're talking about the success that the pay-per-views or premium live events have had outside of the United States. And I've always said that outside of the United States, they definitely would. And the reason for that is because we don't get them. The WWE runs their premium live events in the United States 98% of the time. Those people are sometimes kind of, I don't want to say tired of going, but it's old hat for them. Whereas for us in Canada, we have to travel. We have to make sure that we've got our passports all up to date. We need to, you know, book flights, book hotels, get the uh, the tickets and all at an, an extra cost because we have to do exchange of our money to American money as well. But if you start running two or three PLEs in Canada a year, you're going to see those people in Canada spend the money in Canada to go to these shows and make things a lot better. I know of people that went from, you know, out in Alberta all the way to Quebec for the elimination chamber. So people are willing to travel within their own country, which is why we're going to see that increase. And because we know especially here in Canada, we know that we don't get a lot of the premium live events that come here, formerly known as pay-per-views. We don't get that. 
So we like to try to take the opportunity when we can to be there for them. And of course, that makes it a smashing success. We are 20 minutes into the program and we only have three more topics to talk about. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to take our uh, commercial breaks as every program has, they've always got commercials. Instead of doing them at the very beginning of the show, I like to do them in the middle of the show. And I'm going to give you our commercials right now. consideration paid for by the following wrestling a love and a passion we all share i've started a wrestling brand the wrestling brand a brand founded on the aspects of wrestling two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere collar and elbow is the brand passion and love for wrestling is the drive i am al snow and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. And welcome back to Turnbuckle Talk. My name is Carl Carafel. This is episode 309. You just saw a little bit from our sponsors there, RogueEnergy.com. Go and check them out for some absolute amazing energy drinks that you can get in a powder form and just add water. Everybody's got water. You just need to go to RogueEnergy.com and get that powder to get yourself some amazing energy without all the sugars, without the sugar crash afterwards. And while you're there, use the promo code OLEPODS. Save yourself some money, 10% off your entire purchase every time you go and use that. My good friend Al Snow created Collar and Elbow Brand. Tonight I'm wearing the hat and one of the old sweaters. Go and check them out at collarandelbowbrand.com. Use the promo code JKPODCAST and get yourself 10% off there as well every single time. Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey is a name that has grown in popularity over the pandemic that happened and has really shone in the professional wrestling industry. I'm a fan of Mike Bailey. I like Mike Bailey. I like what he does. 
This is something that might be a little controversial to some people, though. So, Mike Bailey has gone on record to say that he has something that he would like to cross off of his bucket list. And that is a matchup with IWGP women's champion Mercedes Monet. Recently talked about his want for such a match to transpire. This was actually, uh, he talked about it on Sports Kita's Wrestle Binge podcast, where he just keeps reiterating that he would like to see that. He would like to see that there is a barrier, a gender barrier drop, a gender barrier disconnection when it comes to professional wrestling. He wants to wrestle Mercedes Monet, and I think that it could be a good thing. I think it could be. Um, He's quoted as saying, you know, um, one of the uh, most famous wrestlers got released, being Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet. Um, and then you, you know, you have all these dream matches that pop up with this person, whoever it is that, that, that is released. He says, but I feel like there's a, been a gender barrier that historically is always typically there. He says, I'm with impact, but I also take a lot of bookings for independent promotions. So I have a much more open field of possible dream matches. And I feel like someone like Mercedes Monet being able to wrestle literally whoever and wrestle some, someone like me would be a big deal. Bailey earlier in the month actually called out Monet over Twitter stating that he wanted to fight her. Just came straight out and said it. Um, you know, this past weekend, Mercedes Monet returned to the ring after being away from wrestling for months, defeated Kyrie for the IWGP Women's Championship at uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Battle in the Valley. Prior to that, Monet was only having dream matches that came through the WWE in her previous life as the boss, Sasha Banks. I want to know if you're here live with me tonight, or if you are watching this afterwards, I'd still love for you to comment. One of the easiest ways for you to do that is to go to my YouTube page. And that is youtube.com slash at turnbuckle studios and leave a comment on this video, letting me know if you feel that this gender barrier should be broken. Would you be okay with us having men? fighting women and women challenging men. Some would say that at the end of the day, they're all professional wrestlers. And I fully agree with that. But then in the same breath, I have to say that there's the NBA and the WNBA. There's the NFL and the LFL. I I don't know what that, the lingerie football league. It was the one with all the women. So there's always been that, that kind of separation that has been there, but we are in the year of 2023. Is it time 
that we allow in the world of professional wrestling to have these intergender matchups as a norm and just treat each performer as a wrestler? That's the question that I have for that. Again, Mike Bailey, I think, is an amazing worker. Sasha Banks. Okay, she's done some stuff. I'll give her that. That's as, that's as far as I'm going with that. We're going to move on from that topic to our second last one for the night. And this one is... This one is real touchy as well, I guess. And not, not in a good way either. WWE has another lawsuit against them. In this lawsuit, the plaintiff says that they were seated next to the stage at a venue. When the performance began, pyrotechnics went off. The blast from the pyrotechnics was so loud that it caused the plaintiff to lose almost all hearing in his left ear. No facts suggest that anything the plaintiff did or failed to do in any way caused or contributed to the incident or resulting injuries. The defendants failed to notify anyone or place any warnings to warn of the existence of the dangers associated with pyrotechnics. And as a result of the incident, the plaintiff suffered serious injuries. So this lawsuit is coming from, and it doesn't say, and I really don't care who it is, but it's coming from someone who sustained the injuries at last year's WrestleMania. It does give me the name, and I'm not going to say it because they don't, I, I don't need to say it. If you want to find it, you can find it yourself. But sued the WWE on January 12th in the Tarrant County of Texas, alleging that he lost most of his hearing in his left ear due to the explosion from the pyrotechnics on night two at the AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Now, while this could very well be true, this person is seeking more than $1 million in compensation. <sighs> really? Now, I can't discredit this person, but I'm going to give this from my perspective and my take. Even if you are not a professional wrestling fan and going to a WrestleMania... Most people would have had tickets for night one and night two, collectively. Maybe they were different seats. So if night one, you were up in the 300 level, and night two, you're down on the floor, would you not figure from night one with the pyrotechnics that happened during the show that there would be pyrotechnics happening during night two. The complaint cited the proximity of the pyrotechnics to the invitees, the indoor nature of the display, and the inherent danger of pyrotechnics. It also referred to use of deafening pyrotechnics in an indoor facility with echoing effects as irregular 
in practice. Have you never been to a concert? Have you never seen a WWE televised event since 1997? It's pretty well known that if you're going to be going to a WWE event or going to any event for that matter, that there's probably going to be loud noise and there's probably going to be pyrotechnics. Even if it is in an indoor place. So I'm not quite sure how far that this is going to go, but I think I'm going to try to watch this as closely as I can to see what comes out of this lawsuit involving one person claiming damage from pyrotechnics. So if you were somebody that listens to this program and has never been to an event before, let me fill you in. There will be pyrotechnics at these events. There will be loud booms. There will be crashes. There will be loud music. There will be noise. If you are not comfortable with that, then maybe bring some earplugs with you. Any local pharmacy will carry the little squishy ones that are like orange in color. You can get them in different colors that you can put into your ears to suppress the noise and help you. So I'm going to leave it at that. It's going to be very interesting to see, but I definitely will be doing what I can to follow this very closely because I think this is the first time that I have ever, ever in my entire 38 years of being a professional wrestling fan, heard of a lawsuit due to the pyrotechnics or any type of hearing loss. We have one more topic here for the night, which is a pretty big topic for the most part. It's one of the things that has been talked about the most in the podcasting and video casting and professional wrestling, social media, all of that news and jazz. This has been the big story. Tony Khan and Ariel Hawani. Before we get into that, I want to remind everybody that Turnbuckle Studios does have a store of its own. And I would absolutely love if you could go and check out that store. And here is how you can do that. The official Turnbuckle Studio shop is open. Official merchandise from all the favorite shows, plus merchandise you can only find here. Stuff from Turnbuckle Studios. Carl Carafel unboxes. The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke. Miscellaneous products that you can only find here. Beats and Beatdowns, and Turnbuckle Talk. Find all this merchandise exclusively at carlcarafel.redbubble.com. My name is Carl Carafel, and welcome back to Turnbuckle Talk. 
An MMA journalist was featured in the buildup to this past weekend's Elimination Chambers premium live event for the WWE. Ariel Hawani did voiceover work for the Sami Zayn hype video. He was also on SmackDown, where he was billed as a combat sports journalist. Kind of as if he was an actual character of the show. The Elimination Chamber, I can't spoke today. The Elimination Chamber was at the Bell Center in Montreal, Quebec. Hawani is actually a native of the area. But things were a little strange when it comes to the social media side of things. Ariel Hawani does work with BT Sport, which is a WWE United Kingdom broadcast partner. Ariel Hawani does a lot of interviews, whether it is combat sports stars, has done with professional wrestlers. Uh, he's just he's just he, he's a really good interviewer. One of the better ones that are out there today. A while ago, he did an interview with Tony Khan, which didn't necessarily go very well. Well, during the episode of SmackDown, where Ariel was kind of featured, a tweet came out from Tony Khan. He tweeted out, you're a fraud, Ariel Hawani. You're as legitimate of a reporter as Tony Schiavone. Hawani very respectfully commented and said, thanks for watching, old friend. Can't wait for our next chat. And then in brackets, also don't listen to the snowman, Shivani. You're a legend in my books. Tony Khan then puts good luck with your unbiased journalism. While this is not so much at this point now about Ariel Hawane, I'm going to make this more about Tony Khan. I am going to break one of my own rules that I have for turnbuckle talk. And I'm going to speak a little freely here. Tony Khan, what the fuck is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Are you on something? Are you unhappy? Were you not loved enough as a child? Have you allowed daddy's money to go to your head? What is wrong with you? Tony Khan, you right now are the owner of two, two of the largest professional wrestling companies 
in the world. All Elite Wrestling and Ring of Honor. What is wrong with you? Do you need some big boy underwear? Do we need to get you fitted into some nice boxer briefs and get you out of the diapers that you continuously show us you are in with this absolute childish garbage that you continue to spew on social media. You have a prime opportunity. You have done an interview with Ariel Hawani. And yes, while maybe it did not go as great and as planned as you may have wanted or as Ariel may have wanted, you still, sir, are the owner of two companies. When the owners or general managers or the heads of a company make mistakes that reflects poorly on the companies. We've talked about Disney earlier. I'm going to use Disney as an example. Bob Chapek did some absolute crazy and outlandish things with Disney. Which kind of forced the hand of Bob Iger to come back in and make some changes to revert things back. To bring a better light to the company of Disney. Tony Khan, sir, with all due respect for the company of AEW and the company of Ring of Honor, delete your social media accounts or pass them off to a publicist for you and stay off of the internet. You are doing nothing but creating more harm for your companies. We now have an opportunity to see Ring of Honor come back onto television for us all. And you are making it real difficult for other TV companies to want to run your programming. All I can do is give my head a shake and hope that at some point down the road you can see the error in your ways. As the same time that you called Ariel Hawani a fraud, you also put down one of your best commentators and one of your biggest supporters in the company, Tony Schiavone, who is a legend in the world of professional wrestling and can offer you so much. But you've now put him down. What does that do for his morale? 
Tony Khan, please check yourself. I make it very clear that while you may not be appreciative of the interview that you did in October, and while Ariel Hawani may not be either, as he calls it, the most frustrating interview of his career, I think the childishness needs to stop. I'm still going to be there to support all elite wrestling. So on a good note, if you have not heard yet, before we end of this program, I will be part of the Jericho Cruise 5 Alive, and I could not be more excited for it. It will be the second one that I am on. You can kind of see the poster here that is showing from the second one that I was on, part two, which was absolutely fantastic. And I am so looking forward. And you're going to hear about it as we continue on. You're going to hear about it for the 300 plus days until next January when I will be on that cruise. If any of you out there are listening and are going to be on that cruise as well, make sure that you hit me up. I would love to meet up with you and spend some time with you. Take a look in the ticker below. That's going to be the easiest way for you to get a hold of me and follow me. And that's going to be Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Carl Carafel. Go there, follow the socials and send me your news, your tips, your leads, questions, comments, concerns, whatever it is, send it over to me. Thank you so much to realwrestling.net. News and views by real fans. I've been blessed to be part of that program, that website, and I want all of you to go and check it out as well. There is a section there for podcasts. If you click on podcasts, click on all, it will take you to all the podcasts that are there, including this one. So if you ever happen to miss an episode, wait a day or two, go and check out that website. Give realwrestling.net the click on the website to then come and give me the click on YouTube. It would be greatly appreciated. And I want you to go and follow the YouTube channel. For our our local establishment, youtube.com slash our local establishment is where you're going to go for that. We always have some amazing content over there that does not always make it onto Twitch. So I want that you go over there, follow that, subscribe there, hit that notification bell because you never know when a new episode of something is going to drop. Click, click, viewed. There we go. We could uh, we could totally work with that and, uh, you know, kind of change up a, maybe a, a song that's out there. Click, click, viewed. I like it. I lo- We're going to work on that, Chris. We're going to work on that, definitely. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming and joining me today and uh, listening to my little rants there at the end, but I think that it definitely had to be said. Remember, everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other.